Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we are back to talking about comics. We're going to finish Avengers versus X-Men today, Gary. Kind of. We're gonna Kinda. we're gonna we're gonna see the big the ending, aftermath. the big the big the big yeah. ending, the big climatic point that we've been talking about. Uh, and and welcome back, everybody. We we took a brief break to talk about some MCU stuff. We hope you enjoyed that. But we're talking about comic books now, so uh, bring out your pocket protectors and your taped together sunglasses because we are we're back to nerd stuff. We're nerd zone, unlike uh, the Hawkeye limited series on Disney Plus, which is. Pure Chad material. Absolutely. There's totally nothing nerdy Chad. about that. Nothing nerdy about yeah. it whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Goofing off about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's incredibly cool behavior. And I, and I feel in a real in a real weird way that that's kind of tr- like I feel like the MCU is such a like juggernaut that it's like not even like nerdy at this no, point. It's, right. It's not like at all. Yeah. He, if I ever had to go back to an office job, the first thing I would do is find some bro I could talk about Marvel movies with because it would just be some gen pop guy who loves sports and I would have nothing else in common with him. But I bet you he liked Endgame mm-hmm. and I would at least have that common ground. Like this would be a golden age to be a nerd in gym class because you could at least bond over something very common. I think uh, yeah. I think the problem would be is it would be hard not to nerd out too much and 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 make all of the jocks hate you again <laughs> because you'd yeah. be like well let me tell you what happens with scarlet witch in the comics yeah <laughs> and this is why as i think you the said, mutants... like, it, in the comics or in the canon like you immediately get stuffed into a locker yeah. or like dumped like a yeah. like a ball you know? we don't talk about the canon here dork clank <laughs> hey, nerd <laughs> movies only um virgin take it to ao3 uh, yeah. <laughs> uh I am very curious as to the comics that come after this. Mm-hmm. Uh there's the little mini series Consequences, which I want to see who it's written by and at least check out the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether we cover it or not, because I'll I'll be curious to see what what happens. Like this leaves open some cool dangling plot lines uh and stuff. And I, I have mixed feelings about the crossover in general, which we'll talk about in a couple couple issues yeah. when we talk about number twelve. But for now though, we get this weird Mary Sue comic that feels like it's writ like how this is we're talking about Wolverine and the X-Men number sixteen today. Mm-hmm. How much is this bending over backwards to make these kids seem cool? And like how edgelord and irritating is this? Missing it by a <laughs> fucking mile too. Uh so like if you we haven't really talked about these guys a lot on the podcast, but uh, and Wolverine and the X-Men, the Hellfire Club gets taken over by these four rich kids that are all like 12 and under. Um, yep. And it feels like something out of that. If I'm really surprised American McGee's name isn't written on this thing somewhere, right? Like, <laughs> like it feels American like American McGee's young American psycho. Yeah, absolutely. Or American McGee's natural born killers, but they're young. <laughs> uh, I, cause the, it's like a, a, a computer guy. And it's a it's a chick that's like super violent and it's like quote She's unquote like an psychotic. Invader Zim character. Yeah, like I hate her. Um, I hate her. The the other kid, I don't even know what his like unique thing is besides being black, <laughs> no, which seems weird. No, they're just color coded. There's two, there's two leaders. Yeah. There's a, there's a white guy with a black suit and a black black guy with a white suit. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's it's really weird. Like I don't. Like, he just he's like I don't know. I think we should do that. He just like plus ones. <laughs> uh, whatever the leader yeah. says. Uh, and then the main the main right. dude uh, who is Cade Kilgore, uh, Kilgore. is yeah is a and we're gonna spend this entire book 
talking about how fucking hardcore he is, how fucking yeah. just violent he yeah. is, just how fucking cool he is. What an unfeeling sociopath he is. Like this is this is a guy. He's he's a a skull on a, a high school notebook cover, mm-hmm. but made into a character. He's all he he is you like know? the like every single dude that I met that was into heavy metal, like that was like a few years older than me. And when I found out that their, their heavy metal was just like kiss and Metallica, I was just confused. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like they were (laughs) like head banging to kiss. And I'm like, this is just fucking like party. What are you doing? Like, this is, I don't don't like this. Classic rock. This is old man rock. Yeah. What are you doing? This is bad. (laughs) It's uh. so when I read Wolverine and the X-Men and made my first run up at at it, which, uh, got stalled by when it got into AVX because I didn't mm-hmm. want to read AVX at the time. Um, these guys were the villains and I kind of see like why it might be a little bit interesting as a thing, like uh, just a little bit, you know, when they first appeared because it was, it felt mysterious, you know, it's like, Oh, this is the, the hellfire club club. And they're all these like little Joffreys, you know, but they're not, they're, they're just, uh, they don't have, they're not kids in any way. Yeah. Uh, there, there's nothing other than how they look. They may as well be like, you know, uh, the Wolverine villain cyber trapped in a kid's body or something mm-hmm. like it feels like a novelty choice to me. And when the, you're from the outside, when you're dealing with these guys as antagonist, it feels a lot better than it does when we're doing something from their perspective. Uh, this is selling me so hard on Cade Kilgore uh, that it it puts me off. It's like closing past the sale really hard. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like the the whole prison sequence that we're going to talk about is just fucking Dude. vile. Like it's just awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's so irritating. I was reading it, and, and I'm like, just the whole time yeah. I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want. I almost I almost texted you. I was like, I don't, Gary. I don't think you should read this. Let's like I think it. this might be too irritating yeah. for you to read. Um, it, it, it's it was, related. It's, the Phoenix Five show up. Yes. But it, it's not. Yeah, but they, they just act like idiots in the face of this Mary Sue character that Jason Aaron wrote who created. And I like Jason Aaron. Like, I, I've said it before, like, his Wolverine run, I think, is really good. The light comedy of this book and kind of Invader Zimminess, uh really puts me off. Yeah. I like that it's the school. Um, You know, I like him as a teacher. I like him as a headmaster and getting that kind of recognition. I just don't like kid gladiator and i don't like these kids uh like they're kids i like kids in x-men but i feel like the difference between this and the morrison era of the school is that they were written like kids yeah yeah back then and these just nothing no kids feel like kids in this i don't know anything Um, about jason aaron's personal life um but like if you contrast some of the stuff that i've written that i've excuse me that i've read in the x-men universe it doesn't feel like he has ever seen a teenager like he's just not yeah. ever associated with a single teenager or a child in his entire life. And like, he may have kids. I have no idea. Like I'm not, but it just, that's, that is the way that it feels to me because uh, yeah, this book is th- these kids specifically it, just feel like such fucking caricatures of what you would want them to be. It, what's weird is he writes adults like kids, like all the stuff with Husk and Toad, like their little romance. Yeah. Like writing for teens. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like the X-Men are teens, but the, the teens are adults. And the babies are elderly. You know, it's like nothing is what it seems in the age mixed up world. The of babies are elderly. I got a bunch of elderly babies over here. Yeah. This X-Men's power is progeria. It's fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, let, let's get into it. Let, okay. Let's cruise through it, uh, these shitheads. So the cover is actually um, pretty good, um, but it doesn't have anything oh, to yeah. do with the book. Uh, it's just these four kids uh, standing on over some uh, b- broken up sentinels with like some dead uh, X-Men uh, at the bottom, which does not yeah. actually happen. Wolverine, I don't even think, shows up in this book. So, yeah. No. Good, good job. <laughs> The uh, it, we should mention too. So the the other person who does the art on these has been Chris Piccolo, mm-hmm. or he's doing it on this issue. I don't think he's done it for all of them. Uh, this is good Chris Piccolo stuff. Yeah, I'm a Chris Piccolo defender. The art in this book is actually pretty good. Yes, this is good work on his behalf. The uh, credit where it is due. I was able to understand the frames and fi- figure out yeah. the narrative without any extra help. So cr- good job, Chris Piccolo. You did it right yep. this time. <laughs> um we start two weeks ago in the current timeline uh which i guess justifies the fact that all five uh phoenix guys show up um yep uh so we're gonna start in the indian ocean where they have set up uh a spot to for all of the leaders of the world to come in and buy uh sentinels essentially different brands of sentinels uh, which is probably like the best part of this book overall is when we get introduced to all of the different versions yeah Um, it's cool it's a cool idea but there's just like if you look on this first page and you look at the one two three four five six seven eight nine text bubbles that kate kilgore Mm. has uh it's awful (laughs) like it's just a bunch of like really purple prose that i don't like yeah it's a it's it's you know meant to be very cool and he's just he's talking directly to the reader he's breaking the fourth wall telling us how cool he is uh how he's powerful he is uh everyone in the free world has to bow to him they don't show their face they're all wearing black clansman uh hoodies uh on their way there drinking out of bendy straws um and he's just real cool and they have to pay um we get our little tour of the sentinels uh, we get like our, our the, the suitcase sentinel, which I like the idea of that just a sentinel that's the same size as a person. Yep. Uh, a tank sentinel, which I like a lot. I love this tank sentinel. Um, I think this is like one of my favorite sentinel designs ever. <laughs> I just I don't. It's real it's, cool. It's very like I'm gonna like I I can put a uh you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle on the back of this and have a really good time <laughs> on, on my floor on Saturday morning. You know what I'm saying? Like Dude, the sentinels would hunt the the TMNT, right? Like they are mutants. They are mutants. Absolutely. There's got to yeah. be. There's got to be a crossover. There's got to be a crossover. There's got to yeah. be a crossover. Yeah. Um, uh, the Nano Sentinels from Grant Morrison's run yes. are there. Uh, and then they have the Tri Sentinel, powered, of course, with a miniaturized nuclear reactor. Uh, the Tri Sentinel just has three arms <laughs> and two faces. It's so dumb. <laughs> like it's so stupid. Uh, um, but again, this is probably like my, my favorite gag of the whole thing i guess yeah. like the favorite my favorite stuff yeah he he says at the end he's like you know uh he's talking about how business has been really good for him because of the phoenix five everyone is buying sentinels because there are uh god-powered x-men around mm-hmm. um the x-men are coming and he's like hey you know you should you should buy stuff you're gonna regret it if you don't and then uh the phoenix five burst in through the roof yep I had missed yeah. that there was a two weeks ago tag on this, so I was very confused yeah. as to why all of They're them back. were here. But yeah, now it makes yeah. a lot more sense now. Um, and they they proceed to start blowing the place up. They're destroyed all of the Sentinels, uh, and Kilgore decides he's not going to run away um, because he doesn't run away. It's not in his nature. He is going to face yeah. them down. 
uh, little psycho girl is like, I love the smell of burning people. That's like, again, it's very Invader Zim. It's it's um, it's also like very Zack Snyder in a way that is just where it's yeah, it's real it, grim, dark, like, but also trying to be edgy and cool at the same time. Ugh. This is this is a weird thing too. Uh, it's a pet peeve. So the little uh, tech kid of the Hellfire Club, his little asides are really irritating to me. Because they they just exaggerate everything uh, to, to to seem cool. So like he's like these Sentinels weren't power you know designed to fight cosmic powered X Men. I'll need another week and a few a more you know a few more billion dollars for that. And then later he's like, while I was in jail, I came up with nineteen new Sentinel designs. Like the way that geniuses are written sometimes mm-hmm. uh, is real tricky. Like I feel like it's a really tough thing to get right. You know, and this little, uh, if this wasn't bending over its back to make me think everything is cool, maybe this would have been all right. Yeah. Like, oh, he's just, he's just a hyper smart kid, but they're all hyper competent and hyper, you know, invincible and hyper, you know, special. Yes. Like there's no contrast in this. Um, it's all, uh, it, it also does the thing, or I was going to say the other thing is in this next scene, uh, it's doing the thing that is a classic, uh, Mary Sue. So like a Mary Sue is when you introduce you create a character that is uh, like an author stand in or is like your pet character. And there's a thing that they used to do on Star Trek Next Generation to show that an alien was tough was have him come up and beat Worf. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and here they have to have this these these four little kids outsmart and outmaneuver uh, the Phoenix powered X-Men who have been the antagonist of the entire crossover uh, effortlessly just like outmaneuver them. And it, it just feels so transparent as a way to show how cool and dangerous they are. You know? My, my big problem with this is it spins, and I know this is like a maybe kind of a, 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 a tired take at this point, but the comic book does spend the entire time telling us about how cool these people are and no time showing us whatsoever. Like it just never. And every time this dude does, anybody in this book does something cool, it's because, hey, I would like to pay you money to do something for me. Like that's it. Like there's no, you have that line about, I came up with 19 new Sentinel designs or whatever. It would have just been cooler if we saw him drawing the designs at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, Yeah. it's, it's the, it's the braggadociousness and I know he's supposed to be an obnoxious character. Like I know that that's the goal, but like, it just goes so far over the top that I get, it's just very irritating. Um, yeah. Also, the moment where like the Hellfire Club arrives and Cyclops is like, "Children, tell me where the Hellfire Club is," and, and you know, <laughs> I will protect you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, are, are you being coerced? Are they your pimp? Um, um, there is a good moment because uh, Cyclops and and Kill Kilgore kind of face off with each other, and Kilgore's of course being like, you know, very dismissive and being very childlike and like jabbing at Cyclops. But uh, I love the line. It's like, you know, you. you Cyclops is like, you know, there's no, there's no place in this new world for things like you. <laughs> the kid's like smoking like a true mm-hmm. fascist. Come on, I'm starting to really like you. <laughs> and, the, and the look yeah. on Cyclops' <laughs> face after this is like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets pretty pissed uh, at the at this stuff. Um, you know, the, the idea, uh, you know, he says this, and Emma can read their minds, even though, you know, Cyclops can also read their minds. He has the phoenix. Uh, is saying like, no, no, these kids are absolutely depraved monsters. We should kill them again. Just building them up, mm-hmm. you know, um, they find out that they are the ones who sent, uh, the giant Sentinel to utopia, which is what caused the schism Yes, uh, in the schism crossover. So these little kids are the reason why Wolverine got when started his own little school, uh, you know, sucks. Um, 
and Cyclops kind of brags about sending them to jail. Now, we it's been well established that the X-Men have their own jail. Yes. Now, it's called the X-Brig. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, though, he sends them to Rikers Island where they do something that the Kingpin would have done or any other rich character would have done. It reminds me of how uh, the uh, Venture Brothers writes for Augustus St. Cloud. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Where, like, money is superpower, which works in the Venture Brothers because it's it's a comedy show. But here... Yo, how many millionaires have been sent to Rikers Island? Uh, you know, in this thing, the fact that you can just be like, "I'll pay people to cause a riot and let me escape," and it just works. That's getting a little ahead of ourselves, but it it drives me fucking nuts. It's Cyclops being stupid, and it's these characters doing something and acting like it's the coolest thing in the world that any number of characters would have done if it felt possible in this universe. I don't. I, I realize yeah. that I'm I'm reading a comic book about like superpower beating people or whatever and like teenage or like twelve year olds with billions of dollars. But like also it is extremely weird that the the Riker thing specifically really fucking bugged me because it is extremely weird that like they would just like did he just drop him off at the front door? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're the like, Phoenix Five. Yeah. Here's here's <laughs> a rain these children. Here's a us. here's a child. And they and like did and they and the people were just like, Yes, sir, Mr. Cyclops, sir. Like okay, we will take this child in and give them a cell, I guess. Also, a girl is here. <laughs> like yeah. there's a there's a God. literal child. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just so little eleven year old girl. It doesn't make any sense. I don't uh you know, it it doesn't. They shouldn't have done Rikers Island. Yeah, it's also there's a huge prison break in Rikers Island uh, that happens here, which is the inciting incident of New Avengers uh, that that comic, and is a big deal. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but it again, it is just a little side thing. There's no consequences in this other than us thinking Kid Kilgore is cool. Yep, that is the only intended thing that this book intends to accomplish. Um, and I, I really, um, I just want to say to you, yeah. I despise the the whole. Uh, you need to go into jail and beat up the biggest, toughest looking dude or whatever. Uh, and then as he's like talking to the reader, um, it, it, he start. We get his background story, which is that he, you know, yeah, hates the he he hated his dad or whatever. I don't know, dude. Like his dad killed his mom because her mom his mom was mouthy or something. So he just decided that his dad was going to kill him, and he started paying people on the street to kill people for uh, all of this. He was a psychopath before all this too. They show him like killing butterflies alive. He didn't say his first word until he's five because he was too bored because he was already a hyper genius. You know, I I fucking hate it, dude. I'm, I'm off. Yeah. yeah, It, it's very irritating. The idea of this, this little montage of him hiring people to kill and then killing them is supposed to be him like getting used to murder and him just being like, you know, I never once vomited. I never felt bad. It just got easier and easier. Dot dot dot. And more fun. It it's it is like a hot topic come to life. Yes. A hundred percent agree. Yes. It is it's so obnoxious. It is what by I, it is what every single like Baptist Southern fucking preacher thought that heavy metal and dungeons and dragons would do to a child yes. like it is literally that it, where you know it, it just it's like this dude is going to it's a, a hiring bump he's doing bum fights he's doing basically doing bum fights ser- <laughs> yeah. this is that's that's sweet tooth a serial killer clown <laughs> like, this fucking juggalo x-men villain and and somebody is going to respond to this because i cannot escape people correcting my opinion lately that's true that yeah. he's had a good he's run supposed to be just dis- <laughs> I've had a really good good run of just nonstop parade of people correcting my opinion. Um, someone is going to say he's meant to be obnoxious. I, I literally and, just did. And, yeah. 
Yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, no, I mean, as an excuse, like, mm-hmm. the comic is working because you're meant to hate him. But there's a difference between, like, good hate and bad hate. You know, like, there, there's, there's a fun hate. There's a delicious evil that you can hate somebody and be like, oh, that, that's so fucking gross and such a prick. And I, I mentioned it earlier, and it's, you know, the quality of the show notwithstanding, like, kind of my gold standard for that is Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Who you you watch that and you're just like, oh, this guy's got to fucking die. I'm so this guy sucks so bad, but he's like exciting and he makes sense. He's he's unpredictable. You know, he's not cool. He's you know, there's nothing cool about him. He's just scary and, you know, uh, weird and and feels plausible. Like we you know, there have been many times in the history of the world where some little kid is raised to a high station ahead of their time, not because they're a super genius but because of consequences beyond their control and they do evil because they don't know better because that's how kids work. Yep. They're not the smartest person in the room in every room they're in when they're 10. Yeah. And they, they do a really good it's job very of like different. humanizing Joffrey into making, because he starts making terrible decisions like a child would if you put him in control of a fucking kingdom. Like he's just, he's a petulant yeah. child and they never, they never pull that with this kid. Like he never, unless it's going to happen 10 issues, unless Jason Aaron's master plan for, for fucking Cade Kilgore is going to happen 30 issues down the line or whatever. But in the meantime, I'm just trying to read some AVX and there's a, there's just not a lot of it in this. Um, yeah. And it just sucks. Like, it's just, it's just not very fun to read in my opinion. Uh, yeah. so his dad is a member of the Hellfire Club. He takes 13, like eight year old Cade to the, the Hellfire Club thing, which seems yeah. great. Could get exposed to some, some dominatrixes. Can you you're imagine? Never, you're never too cool. <laughs> can too you imagine young. if Tom Cruise had just brought a child to that party in Eyes Wide Shut? Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> 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 like the dude at the door is like, I didn't tell you. I mean, it says plus one, but we assume that you understood what we were doing here. <laughs> bring your partner. It's not bring your family day. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you have to bring a dude, I, that's fine. But we thought you were going to bring Nicole Kidman. Like, that's the whole reason you got an yes. invite. <laughs> can, can you imagine in your wildest dreams being eight years old and then presented with Emma, like being eye level at Emma Frost crotch? Like in that, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is, this is a human growth hormone, like as a, as a social event. It, so, so he's there and he, you know, he's been planning to kill his father for a while. His father goes off to bang mm-hmm. and he says, he makes a big announcement to everyone. You know, you don't like my father. He's a jerk. I'll kill him. If you make me your leader. Uh, and they're like, you can't kill him. Because you'll lose your fortune and those connect in, in your connections. Uh, I, my understanding is that like in the Hellfire Club, there's lots of skullduggery, you know? Yeah. I think that there's lots of backstabbing and killing uh, jerks in the Hellfire Club. Nobody's worried about that kind of shit. Um, the, the, they laugh. They're like, we're not going to do it until he points out to a, uh, you know, another guy is his father's toady. Yeah. There. Um, um, and they're playing, he's, he accuses his father and the toady of planning to take over the Hellfire Club. Yes. Um, and then it just cuts to like the, the, the dad coming out being like, Hey, I'm a party guy. My shirt is unbuttoned now because it's, yeah. I've been having the sex, uh, everybody. And, uh, the kid says like, like, you know, Hey, a few days after that, I killed my father. And then a few days after that, I killed the rest of the Hellfire Club. And Everyone. I'm like, like, Okay. Cool. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad that we yeah. don't get to see that at all or have you like 
I don't even know that I'm worried about you doing it. I just like how <laughs> like you don't have I, yeah. it's a lot of guys. It's just a lot of guys to kill. Like I'm just a lot of guys and girls and it includes Emma Frost. Uh, you know, uh, and then he's like, uh, he talks about how he has it. He's like, Alexander the Great conquered the world by the time he was 30. My only question is, what took him so long? And there's a smug little look on this kid's face, and I just, I fucking hate it. You fucking hate it. Um, I hate it. They, the the four um, kids, the four Hellfire Club uh, kids leave. Uh, the girl has a Hannibal mask on uh, because she is hardcore. Yep. Uh, a, a helicopter has appeared uh, to take them and then uh, all of the money that he promised the prisoners for beating up people, uh, he says, uh, he tells his bodyguards to, oh, hey, go pay them. And the bodyguards have like weird laser wolverine claws uh, that say Zach. Yeah, that's a classic yeah. thing uh, from, from these guys. You, as a, uh, you know, as a rich person who bribes people, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that works when you just say you're going to have the money and then you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, like it would have been a lot more interesting as a villain if he just had this power for, because of money. Yeah. And he actually did pay off everybody. Yeah. It's, you it's know? called the, the kingpin. Just, <laughs> like we've got that guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, we've literally got that dude. Those dudes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in this version, he just has two guys beat up the entirety of Riker Island uh, off camera. And that's supposed to be, you know, that's it. That's that. That's what explains it. And in the background this is where we get the like I invented nineteen new sentinels and the little girl being like more stabbing, more stabbing. And I just want to never read one of these comics again. <laughs> never at all. It's a shame that Dupe is trapped yeah. here because that's the the send off on the last pages. Next issue, I love Dupe, and I'm like, oh, but these kids are going to be there. Like this sucks. Yeah. Um. Uh. The the big uh twist here is they're after they leave, they're going to Westchester. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they're going to be the next, you know, the recurring villain again for whatever the next arc of Wolverine and the X-Men is. And I am irritated by these kids. I don't like this as a tie-in and I do not like it as an individual comic. No, nope. uh, art is okay. Uh, Writing was terrible. Um, I'm glad, like you said, I, I never have to read a Wolverine and the X-Men comic book again. And, you know, I had read some of that, uh, and I don't even think I got as far as the AVX crossover before bouncing, um, and then went back recently, right before we started doing this, and was like, oh, I hate these kids, and now I feel completely justified in just never picking up that book again. I'm, I am A-OK without it. Yeah, It's, it's disappointing. It's something that was uh, sold to me really hard. I mentioned that before. Uh, just like, hey, this is the the you know, the spiritual successor to Grant Morrison's run. And I don't think it is. I think out of the stuff that came in roughly that era that feels much closer to that to me is the Remender X-Force stuff where it's still got those big trippy ideas, like the Remender version of the four horsemen, you know, that weird, the civil war, little drummer boy guy, Mm -hmm. like, and that woman made of spiders. Like that's a very, that's the good kind of trippy Grant Morrison idea to me. Yes. Uh, This is a little too cool for school for Gary. I don't like it. Uh, bummer. Um, yeah, bummer. And if you don't like it out there to the listener, <laughs> you should go to patreon.com slash Yeah, if you don't TV. like it, but you do like us. Yeah, uh, donate some bucks. Uh, support the network. Support your bros. Um, if you can't do that, we totally understand. Uh, maybe you have some X-Men friends. Maybe you have friends that have never heard about the X-Men, and you want to start them with this episode for some reason. That would be the... Try that. <laughs> yeah. Just try something you know, new, is what I'm saying. Two guys that don't seem to like the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they did I an assure X-Men you, I love the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I assure you I love X-Men. But we appreciate it. Uh, anything you can do to help yeah. us out is very much appreciated. We're going to be back with uh, a, a better issue of this series, mm-hmm. Avengers vs. X-Men 11, in just a couple of days. Yeah.